everybody, it's Erin and Meg, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Love You Mean It podcast. We are so excited for this week's episode. It's so special. We have already one of our favorite people ever, Asia. Woo! Woo! Ow, ow! <laughs> you, can't, you can't really see, but she's dancing. We just wanted to kind of let her tell you guys about herself really quick, give you guys a quick spiel, and then we'll get into the questions, because we have a lot to say. A lot to say. Okay. okay hi everyone i'm asia i go by asia monet and i'm the author of unpacking a collection of poems and prose and i'm so excited to chat with everybody here i'm so excited to be on the podcast oh gosh i don't know there's so much to unpack there's so much to unravel between the book and um the instagram safe space that's my platform that i'm so excited to hopefully invite all of you to i'm really looking forward to just diving in and you know, everyone getting to know me and I get to know everybody else better. That was perfect. <laughs> no, I'm so scared. It's fine. It's fine. It's cool. I'm so excited. I'm just excited. I'm just excited. Okay, yeah, I but you guys happen. totally have to follow her Instagram un, so un dot packing on Instagram. So good. So me and Asia actually went to high school together. I don't even know if she knows this. Okay. Um, yeah. she, she's like nodding her head. I'm like, okay, I don't look like a stalker. Um, but I I feel I feel like I've mentioned it before, but I don't know. But like I actually used to watch your YouTube videos. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she used to be a little vlogger, if you will. So cute. <laughs> okay, so honestly, that's one of my favorite things about myself. Even as I evolve and get older, it's it's just like a talking point of mine where um one of my favorite things that I used to do was makeup tutorials and it's it's kind of funny I don't really wear a lot of makeup now and I've never really done anything crazy with eyeshadow but I was just really into YouTube I liked watching YouTubers and then I just wanted to be one myself um I never really got great at the makeup but I really enjoyed like some of the more vlog style stuff so some of my favorite videos are like of me eating Taco Bell in my car while I was in college. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God, that's my favorite. I love Taco Bell. And, I knew I oh, liked- I'm I'm a fan. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Taco Bell. I mean, I don't know if I get to be anymore, you know, with like the things going on in the world. Yeah. But uh, that's that's a sensitive, you know, you know, point for me. I'm a very big Taco Bell fan. But I used to just like, you know, I didn't have a lot to do in college like when you know once you're out of class mm-hmm. it's like the day is yours unless you have a job and so I would just I was eating Taco Bell nonstop anyway so I would just drive with my phone and I it's just I was so excited when I watched the videos back it's just so funny because of how excited I was to mm-hmm. eat and how funny I thought I was um, but I guess the best part for me is how funny everyone else thought they were too so if you're ever having a bad day just find me on YouTube and watch my Taco Bell videos. They're bound to cheer you up. No, like, I remember watching, you did, like, a mascara review. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I went out and bought it, so. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, my gosh, that is adorable. Honestly, but that's, like, the power of influencers. Like, I did the same thing. Like, yeah. that's why I became a YouTuber. I would just see them say something, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get it. Oh, they're wearing this. Oh, I need this, too. I don't know. It's just such a cute platform for what it's worth sometimes mm-hmm. yeah but you guys definitely have to check out her youtube also her instagram but yeah we went to high school together but we never knew each other at all like never because mm-hmm. i think you're like two grades above me i grew yeah 2016 oh wow really okay i yeah two years i was 2014 yeah and so yeah but then i i don't even remember when i followed you i mean it, it was like pretty early on on like your 
like on the unpacking one, but it's just mm-hmm. so good. I participate in like every single poll. Um, <laughs> um, like I, I like freak out when I get like featured or like when I'm like, that's so cute. Cause like, if you guys didn't know, it, it was on like Thursdays, right? When you would like unpack mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and, like, she would do, like, different segments. Like, I remember she did one about, like, intimacy, and she'll, like, ask really insightful questions, and then people can send in their answers, and then she'll answer, like, she'll, like, respond to people's mm-hmm. things, and then post it on her story, and it was so cool. I have to watch them. I love watching YouTube videos. Yeah. So, that was really, that's a great kind of thing that I did for a while, and I'm still doing, I just haven't done it in a while, but the yeah. thing is, it was so heavy for me. Yeah. And that's what I found. It was, like, the topics, so I would, like you said, I would go on, I change the dates a lot, and I change them for a lot of reasons, so at first, on Instagram, I was doing it twice a week, like, I think it was, like, a Monday and a Thursday, mm-hmm. and I would have two different topics, and they'd be really deep, and really, like, you know, just so intimate, um, really going deep, going to, like, unpack some of, whether it's trauma, or relationship issues, or just some, like, self-stuff, um, and I would do that twice a week. And then it was just like so much because I'm like, I'm an extremely empathetic person. I'm a cancer. So like, yeah. I feel everything mm-hmm. and I put so much into my responses to people. It always went beyond that. Like if someone said something to me, they responded to like a question, we'd always make our ways into the DMs. And like, it was just like an ongoing relationship. And that's why it's like the unpacking fam is legit because like we're bonded by some of these really, you know, more intense parts of our lives that we've talked through together. Um, so I moved it from two days to one day because it was just like so overwhelming for me. When I first started the entire Instagram, I was still in school myself. I was getting my master's in social work. So I was a full-time student. I had a full-time internship and I was working part-time plus doing unpacking. So it was a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah, it was nuts. And especially, you know, it's not like I was running just some like regular Instagram account. Like, you know, it was really, really intense. Things got really, really deep and people really needed support. Um, so it took a lot of emotional energy for me and a lot of social energy too. Cause even though it's just like talking online, it's still like, you know, it takes some time. So I moved it from two days to one day. And even still, I kind of just felt like drained from it. Not that I didn't like talking to people, but I think, you know, one of the main important aspects of unpacking is just like making sure that you're good yourself. And a lot of the times I wasn't, and I was still trying to give, 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 and I just wasn't in a place to do that. And so it's kind of come to a halt now, but it's still something I try to do often, but just not in the like structured way where people can like look forward to it on a day. It's kind of just like pop in here and there and like ask a random question or like, you know, if something's, you know, happening, um, online or in real life, I try to just try to get people's information, try to see how they think and kind of just get people thinking, changing their perspective. Um, but I do love unpack your shit. It's, I think it's still kind of like the, the theme of it all. Like I still want people doing that process. Um, I just think I needed a break from being the, the person who was the host of that, but I love it. I definitely plan on bringing it back. Um, now that I have, have more time and also just more emotional energy, I think I'll be able to do it again. Yeah, I mean, like, even, I mean, especially in the past, like, few weeks, but even, like, since, like, yeah. we started, like, I, I, I mean, I'm, like, emotionally exhausted. Yes. I can't even yeah. imagine, like, 100%. getting myself out there and, like, doing that extra step and, like, yeah. putting people through that, even, like, through all of this. So, I mean, like, props to you for how, like, how long it lasted. Like, I'm sure it'll come back. Thanks. And you're, like, essentially acting as a therapist. Like, yeah. therapist yeah. therapist, you know, like, yeah. you've done, like, all that stuff, too that's not even yours. 
So you're uh, that's such you're a great point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I felt like that. I felt like that a lot of the time. And like when I talk to other like boss babes and like people online and people who are doing really great things, it's like, it's a little bit different. Unpacking's different. It's like, I can't turn to someone and say, Hey, can you take this over for me for a second? Or like, you know what I mean? I don't, I, I don't have someone to be like, Hey, help me out. Like, this is really, really sensitive information. People have built rapport with me. They trust me. So it's like, I'm that person I'm unpacking. And so, um, you know, I'm just learning to take it easy on myself as well so that I can be whoever someone needs me to be. Um, it's a 24 seven job. The DMS don't stop. People need me doesn't stop, but I've learned to take care of myself first, Mm -hmm. but that's a great point. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of like one of my questions too, is like, it's like with the whole, like, kind of specifically the book, but just like in general, like, how do you think that like getting your master's in social work and just like having that degree in social work, like affected your like brand overall? Like, like, do you think that it made you more empathetic? Do you think that it like helped you in any way? So that's a great question. And I am so thankful for my degrees in social work because um, whether I'm actively practicing or not, like I have the, I have the language, I have the skill set, I have the understanding. Um, so when people come to me with issues, I have some of the more, you know, educational background on why they're occurring. So that way it's, it, I think that's the difference is it takes it from a state of like me being very cliche and saying, everything's going to get better, you know, here, here, everything's cool. Don't worry about it. To like, here are some actual steps you can take to resolving this issue. I can help people name things. I can't diagnose anything. And that's the difference too. It's like, there's a very fine line of like being therapeutic and being a therapist. And so I can always give people resources and I can help them look into things. I've done that plenty of times, but I can't actually do the work for anybody. Um, I can't diagnose anybody and I don't want to either. Like it's still Instagram, (laughs) you know, I still want to have fun with it. And also to be quite frank, it's like, I'm not getting paid. So there is kind of this line where it's like, my education and my profession has helped me tremendously in connecting with people and helping people on a, I want to say like a resourceful level, but it has also just been like the the moral and values that I've always had just amplified. So I think that's, it's a great point you make because I think that's exactly what took me from being like Asia, funny makeup, eating Taco Bell on YouTube to unpacking is just like, it's always been me. But once I finally became secure and confident and the things that I knew and the way that I wanted to actually project them into the world, that's how I kind of got here mm-hmm. with the book and the platform and just being able to be this kind of person for people but yeah social work is it's the best thing that's ever happened to me because it's given me the foundation to kind of spread my message the way I want it to be where did you get that like confidence to like put yourself oh. out there and, like because it like reading it it's so vulnerable and just like raw and it just feels like you almost shouldn't be reading it because you're like reading someone's diary oh my gosh yeah Yeah, that's so funny like I was actually thinking that the other day like as more people started buying it and as you know I'm just getting more orders from people like names I don't recognize anymore because that's what kind of happens it's like when you first launch a project no matter what it is it's your it's your nucleus it's Mm -hmm. your 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 town and then your friends and your family Mm -hmm. and then their friends and their family and then and then and then then we're in California and I'm like who you know um 
Yeah, it's crazy. So I started thinking that more recently, like, oh my gosh, people are probably reading this and they're like, oh, oh my, okay, all right, you know? Um, Because that's kind of how I feel about it sometimes, Well, you know, because it is, it's coming from a part of my life that I'm no longer in. So I'm just like, oh, like what happened to this girl? Mm -hmm. And forgetting that that girl is me um, or realizing that. But I guess the, the confidence came after. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where it's like you need some accountability, right? It's like I had the book partially written and the idea for it done before the Instagram ever existed. And wow. so I needed I needed a catalyst and I felt like me creating that page and saying, "Hey, this is what I'm going to do" is I mean, that's kind of just how I work as a person. If I say I'm going to do something, then I have to do it, especially if I do it publicly. Um, so when I think about the confidence, it's kind of just like I set myself up to have it and I was just gaining it along the way. Um, I was always really nervous. It was never something that was like, oh, I, I'm just going to share this and it's going to be fine and everyone's going to love it. It was more like, I'm going to share this because I have to, like I have to unpack. And I also believe that I think it'll help other people. And if I don't do that, then I'm not honoring myself and then I'm not being the person I want to be for others, which is, you know, you know, people can acknowledge that I have the language, I have a way with words and I can help them and all this. And then if this is my gift, it would be really, really kind of strange if I kept that to myself. So the confidence came over time. I'm still gaining it. I'm still, I don't know, you know, when I'll ever actually be there where someone will like ask me if I'm confident about everything. And I'd be like, hell yeah. But right now it's like a soft yes. <laughs> um, yeah. I, 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 I'm confident, but it definitely, it took me some time. I had the book done maybe, <clears throat> I want to say like six months before I actually published mm -hmm. and I was just sitting on it, like really, yeah. really, really heavily avoiding it. Avoidance was just wrapped around me. Um, you know, self-doubt started yeah. seeping in where I'm like, oh gosh, what if this is like only good to me <laughs> like what if what if I just am like making this so about me like I'm such an egomaniac that I think this is actually good and I'm not a poet at all like what um so I was having all of those thoughts for months and months and I I finally took the step where I had people closest to me read it that was the other thing I wasn't letting anyone read it so I've like I got this cover and this book and this platform and no one knows what I'm actually doing so then it kind of hit me like a month or two before. I'm like, maybe I should have someone read this before yes. I like Try put it out in the world. Seriously. And so I always like ask my best friend, I would like from the beginning, I would just be like, look, if I ever put something out that sucks, if I'm ever acting like I'm a star and I'm not, just let me know. Like I can be easily railed in, humbled, no big deal. Just let me know. Don't let me do this if I'm going to look crazy. And she just assured me that like, I was all good. It was good. And people were going to love it. And so it's just like the confidence of others in me. Um, and that's kind of like some of the first words in my dedication. It really is true to me. It says your belief in me transformed my world. And, and that's exactly what happened is that like my tribute is to my unpacking friends and family because you guys gave me the confidence to do this. I just, you know, I had the idea and just the, the faith in me along the way is really what was 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 the catalyst for me actually being able to put it out. It's just like the nonstop 
just excitement and just people were anticipating it. That was like the coolest part. They're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I can't like, thanks for letting me read, you know, this random poem on your, on your Instagram. I can't wait to get the book. And I'm like, oh my God, these people still remember the book. It was just like so much time had passed and people were still people. I, my entire platform was excited for 365 plus days and that just means so much to me I just think it's so cool that like I was like almost shocked like how far back the book went like I didn't even know that it was going to start like I thought it was like because I mean obviously like I've been following like the past year or so like mm-hmm. I knew you start like you'd been working on it for a while mm-hmm. but I think one of the earliest ones was like 2013 it said or yeah. like 2014 like over all of the time that's passed like Mm -hmm. and like how like intimate the stories were and like I know some of them were about like other people in a way like were you ever nervous that any of them would read it and like know that it was about them (laughs) she's like so a hundred percent so that that was something that I think every artist in some way shape or form is like concerned about And I think one of the things that was most important to me, like around this project specifically, was that it wasn't just going to be a hometown pass around book where it's like, hey, this girl from my high school came out with these books, like, let's all read them and speculate. Like, that's like exactly what I didn't want, (laughs) which is why it took me, a part of my strategy was just building up enough platform of people I didn't know and people who just weren't in my intimate circle to be able to connect to me and be able to connect with my work because I didn't want that. Um, And I think that was a little bit of my fear closer to the release date was just like, oh gosh, like what if I didn't get far enough out? Like what if this is just the talk of the town? That's not what I wanted. Um, That's not what unpacking is about. That's not what I'm about. Um, So I was always really nervous of that. But I guess what I'll say is that like unpacking's the truth. Unpacking's my truth. And what it means to me is that I was able to be authentic in that. Mm-hmm. And if that hurts anybody, if that confuses anybody, if that makes someone feel uncomfortable, then they're more than welcome to, you know, talk to me about that. I, I go by this. I live by this. I'm never, ever in the business of hurting anybody. And so I made sure a hundred percent that my work would without doubt never do that. And so there were definitely, you know, precautions taken before publishing um, to make sure that anyone who had any speculation um, was resolved in that and that they felt no ways and they were mostly just more than anything proud and thankful that um, something beautiful was made out of any experiences that we've had or I've had in the past. So it's all good feelings, all good vibes around unpacking, but I think if you read, (laughs) there's no way not to think that like, okay, who is this about and how do they feel about it? Mm-hmm. Um, again, there's always two sides to every story. Um, all are welcome, but again, the truth is the truth as it is for each person. It's subjective. And when you're an artist, it's kind of just like the way the way it goes. So I think because everyone involved in my life and in Unpacking Journey, Journey values art, I think that's why it's been so widely accepted no matter no matter who's involved or not involved. Yeah, I mean, that's what I just loved about, like, the entire book or, like, the Instagram in general, because, like, in the end, it's, like, it's unpacking your own shit, mm-hmm. and, so, like, the whole book was about, like, unpacking your whole experience, and while there were certain pieces that I'm sure had some elements of another person or, like, were based off an experience, like, in the end, it was about you and, like, what yeah. you learned from it, so, like, I really like that. Thanks. So, yeah, that definitely... 
I think naturally it came up a lot, even for people it wasn't about. Like, I think that was like kind of one of my favorite parts is like people are reading, you're like, is this about me? And I'm like, what? No. no. Like, honestly, I'm just like, no, this is about me. Like you said, like, no matter what you read, no matter what you think, like, this is about me. Um, Unpacking was my moment to be kind of selfish in a way where it's just like, I get to say what I think for once and I get to say how I feel for once. Um, And I don't really, you know, I don't really think that's a bad thing. I think everybody gets their chance in some way or another um, if they're brave enough to take it. And so um, unpacking is brave for me. It's it's one of the bravest things I've done and just sitting in anticipation as everyone receives their books and kind of like waiting to be silently judged or picked apart or just like speculated against. Um, that's been a part that I've always kind of been um, wary of, but also just ready for because that's that's what art is, whether it's your favorite song or a painting or a poem or, you know, something you see on the street. People are going to judge it. They're going to think things. They're going to ask questions. But at the end of the day, like that's someone's art. And um, I think that's just the most important takeaway is that they felt something so deeply that they were compelled to to do something artistic about it. And so that's that's what unpacking is. Yeah, I bet a lot of people were like nosy about it, too, like trying to figure out like <laughs> what it was about or... Like, yeah it definitely pops up especially like I said because there's so many people that are close to me and they know me um but I think that's also just kind of like turning it in this direction of like some of the emotion around it hurt a lot of people for that exact reason like despite you know what they maybe thought it was about just like once they finally got to the root of things I think when you kind of get out of that like oh I just want to like be nosy and get validated in that way it's just like, wow, like this person, like you were in pain despite, you know, or this is like, wow, you experienced that. You had this unique experience. And I think once you kind of pull away from those things, you see that people, um, they want to know for different reasons. And I, I tend to try to weed those out first. It's like, why do you want to know that information? Is that because you want to validate something in you? Um, are you trying to invalidate something in me or are you just trying to understand where I was coming from? Because those are all different situations and I'm, depending on who it is, I'm fine to, you know, do whatever, (laughs) but, um, it just depends. But mostly, I mean, 99.3% people have been so respectful and just like really kind about everything. So, um, that's a beautiful thing, but I definitely did take the precautions beforehand to make sure. Yeah. No one felt away. I mean, like, it must have been hard, like, overall going back through all of it because, like, we were yeah. saying, like, it was, it was tough reading it, like, almost in the way because it felt like it was, like, me writing it. Mm. Like, I think one, I don't remember exactly what it was called, but it was, it was, like, when you were talking about, like, finally feeling, like, a better again like better like, again okay. I, it sounds like joy to me it sounds like yeah. it was just like yeah no I think it was you were talking about like oh I don't remember like what the weather was like well, yeah I don't know yeah, the phase of the moon or it yeah like, like it was like like calm it was like pieces like that that made me feel like it was like me like it it felt like it was like I was writing like reading like my own journal or something mm-hmm. it was so intimate like were parts of that like hard to relive or was it like therapeutic in a way for you? Oh, for sure. I mean, the both, honestly. And it started really, really, really hard. Like I was getting into a lot of just like sunken, deep, depressed places because I was going back into them um, for the sake of the art and just for the sake of the journey. 
Um, but it was really, really hard where it was just like necessary. I was absolutely unpacking, but it was just so transformative as well, because if I hadn't done that, I'd be doing that now, you know, like two years later and then four years later and then 10 years later. Whereas like, those were things that I just needed to handle, or I don't think I would have been able to move forward. And it was hard. It, it hit me at many different levels of my life, um, whether it was my work life, where I was, I had this idea of this book, and I'm trying to like go through all my old phones and find this stuff on my break. And then I like run into something extremely triggering. And then the rest of the day, I'm in a crap mood, you know, or it's like it, it messed with some of my relationships. I had to really, you know, decide you know, it just brings up a lot. I guess that's kind of my point is that you think you've moved on from something. You think that you've healed. You think that you're okay with it. And then something triggers it. You think of something again, or you realize, oh my gosh, like, why did I let that happen? Or how did I let that happen? And no matter where you are in in life or the world, like you realize that was you and that you were in such a place or you were such a person that things um, transpired in a way that you wish you had the tools to kind of deal with now. And so I, I learned a lot about my old self. I've learned how to heal parts of my older self. And I realized it, it just never stops. And before I published the book, I had similar feelings of just like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm getting ready to let part of this, this part of my life go. The last how many long years is like, I've unpacked it. I did it. It's done. And you know, there's, there's a loss with that because there's so much that um, I gained and I grew, even if it wasn't pretty during that time. Um, so letting go of the pain is also something I think people don't talk about a lot. It's not like, it doesn't feel as exciting and revolutionary as people might think. It's just like, oh, wait, okay, I've unpacked it. I've healed for the most part. But then what does that say about the first part of my life or this chunk of my life? It's it's all it's all gone. It's all behind me. And so I don't know if I'm just like super emotional, but it was really hard to let go of unpacking for a lot of those reasons. Um, it's, it brought up a lot at every stage. Um, it brought up a lot after it was published. It brought up a lot when I would tease poems and, you know, it would just felt like every little piece of me was being let go. And I, I struggled thinking like, okay, who am I without this book? Because this book is everything that I am. Um, but I learned like I'm so much more than it. I'm so much more than the stories that happened before and after, and I'm just not the sum of my pain. And so learning how to just like not identify with it so heavily. And I think when you're an artist, that's really hard to do is because yeah. like some of your best work comes from the like pit of a depression or like the a manic episode or something, you know, just that's not in equilibrium. And so it was really hard for me to feel like, okay, well, if I'm all healed, if I'm all unpacked, then how am I relatable? How are people, you know what I mean? Like, how are people going to come to me if I just know everything and I'm so happy and I'm so great? And so I was really struggling with trying to like figure out how do I go back to those dark places for art and not get trapped there? Do I have to go back to those dark places? Do people, do people need that? Do people want that? So it, I had a lot of navigating to do, but ultimately just some really kind people let me know that like, I don't have to stay there. If I, if I found a way out, like then I need to just like head in that direction. I can't look back, just, you know, try to be relatable to people who are still in pain. I can't look back just to make sense of this book of poetry, you know, it's, it's behind me now. And so I hope that kind of clears that up a little bit you're just like such a good speaker like I could oh I, boy I talk forever I know I'm like so relaxed. 
<laughs> Thank you. I okay. That's another thing though. I realize when I'm talking forever, so don't worry. I I'm I'm aware too. <laughs> this episode is literally about you. Yeah. Uh -huh. I know. Like every other episode is about us talking. Yeah, we don't ever. People are sick of us. Like. <laughs> It, like and let other people talk for a second I'm so glad to I, I love talking about this this is one of my favorite things about me like no matter what someone will see like an unpacking sticker on my phone and they'll be like what's that and I'm like uh the coolest thing about me like it doesn't get cooler than that um so no I love talking about it I love talking about the process um and that's something I really I'm the reason I'm like so glad to be here is that I haven't no one has really asked me about it you know um, I think, I think obviously people are reading and they're enjoying and they're, pack, they're unpacking their own shit. But I was like, when I tell you, like when I hit publish and I was just, I'm like, okay, someone asked me about a poem. I want to tell you all about it. Like, I want to tell you what it means. I want to tell you the inspiration. Like I've been waiting for that moment. And so like, I'm really happy to be here to just talk about any part of it with you guys. Do you have a favorite poem? Ooh, <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay. First <laughs> of all, that is such a great question. I have a few favorites. Can I do like a top? Can I do like a top, top three, three? Top five, whatever you want to do. All right. And no specific order because I do, all, all my poems are my children. Okay. So Resurrection mm -hmm. is one of my favorites. Pyrite is another favorite of mine. Mm -hmm. And I got to say Joy is another favorite of mine. Can you read one for us? Oh my God, please. Oh boy. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Boy. I need to stop saying, oh boy. I'm like, I turn into like a five-year-old kid sometimes. It's so funny. I like imagining her voice reading it. I know. Like, I'm like, this is so exciting. <laughs> I literally go from yeah. oh boy to like and poems. Go, and it was like the biggest, like I was so mad. Oh my god. You Wait, what happened about it. the poetry night? I was talking about how like how you had a poetry night and like I didn't go and I'm just like so upset that I didn't. Oh my gosh. So that, that just reminds me. Thank you for like wanting to go anyway because that's <laughs> the other thing. I'm like, what the heck? I, I don't know. I, I need to like think of myself more highly, but I, I don't know. It's like you guys know, like you're just you in the world. Yeah. And then people are like, oh my God, you're so great. I'm like, what? Yeah. But um, that was definitely one of those nights for me, like a confidence thing where I was just like, why am I doing this? How am I doing this? What in the world? Like, and you know, I'm in my hometown in this little cafe and I see all my friends and then people I don't know. And then this was my first time ever reading anything in public. I never read anything out loud before. Like, I literally just decided I was this person. And now, <laughs> here I am. It was just, like, one of the craziest moments and, and times for me. So I'm really excited to actually read this as, like, a second read. You guys are my second read ever. So I'm going to read Joy because I think it's just a bit more reflective of where I am personally. So I, I think I'll start there. So for any readers or listeners who will be turned readers, Joy falls on page 163. And I guess I'll give a little background while I'm here, but yeah, for sure. Joy is basically about, it's about coming out of a place, let's just say a, a place of mental health or mental illness that you've been in for a while. And I don't know about anyone else, but for me, it kind of just feels like it's never ending it just goes on I'm functioning I go to work I go to school I eat dinner I hang out but it's just like this underwhelming underlying feeling of kind of just like depression for me at least um and then just like the cycle of my life it's just one day I wake up and it's gone I don't know like the world looks a little bit different my senses are a little bit sharper and then I just realize it's past and so that's kind of what joy is about um it's just 
it's just about making your way through that that hardship and not knowing exactly how it's happened or why it's happened but just knowing that like you deserve to to come out of it and sometimes it just takes time so this poem is called joy i can't tell you the reason or the season i got my joy back i don't know what the weather was like or the phase of the moon I can't tell you how many stars were born that night or if the sky was welcoming dusk or dawn, but the wind told the trees that heaven shines down on people every once in a while. The cardinal told the blue jay that God sent an angel to return the light that left her soul. He found it in her dreams, amongst the discourse. On this rare occasion, the holy gates of heaven creaked open and the angel sent for her. She delivered it down, wrapped in cloud, tied in a comet's tail traveling through the branches and the leaves. Her light filled every shadow and regrew every fallen leaf. Beyond the tree, the most deserving, the one who lost her spark. And on that day, she was returned the power which was always hers. The power she prayed away. It came through the walls, swirled around the grass, fluttered in the snow, mixed in her morning tea, on a flower she picked from a field full of weeds, a lemon she squeezed over her dinner. Wherever I was or whatever I was doing, my joy had been returned. Bitch, you just We're made both us crying. Cry. <laughs> oh God, we crying. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh. oh, that's the poem I was talking about. And yeah, Vince, you have been now. I'm <laughs> leaving the link in the description box. <laughs> we are both sobbing. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. People I mean. There was this moment where, like, we were, like, midway through, and we, Aaron tapped me, and we both, <laughs> we both looked at each other, holy shit. Uh, oh, uh, my gosh. I mean, that is any, any artist, you know, it's just such a huge compliment, and I have to tell you, I'm not, like, desensitized by my own packing or my own life by any means, but I've read these things so many times yeah. that it's, like, I just shed one less tear every single time, but... It's definitely this one for me. I, I feel it. Um, there is a theme in unpacking of, you know, religion and spirituality where it felt like a lot of my time I spent like trying to figure out this, all of this in my head. Like I'm a very in my head kind of person. So it went from me fighting, you know, compulsive thoughts nonstop to me literally arguing with God, like, what are we going to do here? You know? And so there is that theme throughout this poem where it's like, I pull from other poems where that exact discourse with God is being, you know, outlined. And in this one, it's like, oh, okay. So he was listening. He heard that discourse. Um, and that's how he knew how to find his way to you. So there's, it's all kind of like tied together that way. But I just pick some of my favorite things. Like I love tea. Um, I love lemon. And, you know, I love the moon and I love the stars. And I just, I love that imagery of this. It was just like very nature driven and um, it kind of just plays to the part where it's just like, you're just doing your, your regular stuff. And then you realize, okay, there is a small joy in this life. And it's just like that moment that you, you realize again, that not everything is like shit, you know, you're able to, um, tap back into, to the joy of the world. So I, and I think I named it joy, not just because of the poem, but like, I don't have any tattoos, but when I was really, really, really close to getting one, it was going to say joy. So I think I, I always am chasing that. It's just like this perpetual feeling of happiness that I think we're all longing for in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. 
No, especially because like Aaron and I have both struggled with mental illness. Like okay. just reading that though, it was yeah. like, it's like you could just identify with it at like your base level. Oh. And I don't know that I almost felt like when it was done, like I off my shit too a little bit. Oh, like, good. Like the yeah. reader. Like I definitely want to read it like five more times, but. Oh, that's so good to hear. And you know, I, I have to tell you if you if you do resonate with it this much and like it does feel this way for you like things are going to get better it's just how this goes um, sometimes they get worse first and they're wor- they're bad for a while but at some point they have to get better and you might not feel like you need unpacking the same way you used to and I kind of was like talking about that earlier like I don't need this anymore right um, but things come up as we all know <laughs> it's like things pop back up people pop back up feelings pop back up. And through, you know, I published in March, had this whole grand idea that I didn't need to unpack anymore. And I swear like eight times since March, I have reached for this book. Um, and I think that's one of my favorite things about it is that like it, even if, if it was just one poem, say to just joy for you and the rest just, you know, that's, you read it for me and you love me and that's great. But there's good, I'm just, my hope was that there was just something in here for everyone that they can turn to. Um, because that's what I needed. I needed this book so badly when I was going through all of this and I didn't have anything. I just, I felt like I didn't have anyone or anything or myself even. But when I was able to go back into my phone and just see all of these poems in here, I didn't even know there were poems at the time, you know? Um, Personally, like my mind is just repetitive. I have a very repetitive thinking process. Yeah, same. You guys too? Okay, cool. Yeah love that for us (laughs) so um like say just for instance I was like having a bad day and like about to lose it I would just be in my phone typing over and over like it's gonna be okay it's gonna like I mean it looks nutty yeah but like that's exactly the stuff I would find in between some of these more like I don't know art arty more I guess poetic pieces um and so I guess one of my one of my things I want to make clear is that like, even when you feel like you have no one, like you do have yourself. Um, this, this is like visual, visual representation of like me having me no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just encourage everybody to just write, even if you're not trying to be an artist or a poet or anything like that, just like get it out, get it out some way. And I'm really, really, really happy to hear that it's been able to make you feel like you've gotten your shit out too. (laughs) Um, I know this is, like, a question that, like, everybody hates, who's, like, okay. anybody. Um, okay. what are your plans for the future? Oh. Like, do you, geez. like, are you looking forward to writing another Lo- book in the future? Question. I know, a big loaded question. <laughs> I mean, as someone who just graduated from college during a pandemic, I hate when people ask <laughs> yeah. me, okay. Oh, okay. what are you We're, doing? Yeah. Like, don't, don't ask me, don't. But, like, We're tied. But, like, would you, like, envision yourself writing another book? Okay, so I guess, I mean, yes, and this is kind of funny, I was literally thinking about this today, but it's like, I have 10, well, nine now ISBNs left, so I have nine more books to write, because I don't waste money, <laughs> so I will be writing more books. Um, oh it, it doesn't feel like, for me, just like being completely transparent, like, it doesn't feel like my next book is a book of poetry. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't, I don't. 
I don't know why it just doesn't. The thing about me is like, I'm always evolving. I'm always transforming. Like you guys know, I went from Taco Bell to poetry and just like that, I could go from poetry to an astronaut. So (laughs) it's just like, we'll see. I definitely will be writing more. I really have like this really, really like fuzzy feeling about fiction. And I just, you know, I'm ready for that. I've always wanted to write something like that. I just know it takes time. And the cool thing about poetry and just like a book like this, like you guys read in a couple hours, like, although it took time, it doesn't take as much time as like character development and plots and all of those things. But I definitely am looking for a more involved writing project and I think that might be it for me. So I'm trying to like dabble a little bit into fiction. Um, but yes, more books. I definitely want to absolutely do more things like this. I, I love talking to the people who love unpacking and love me and that I love as well. Um, so I just want to talk more. Um, so definitely just more, more book stuff more author stuff and, and more healing. I just want to help people heal and I want to keep healing because I'm still here. So that means there's more, you know, pain and life experience to come as well as, you know, definitely joy and, and great things. So I just want to keep experiencing those things um, with the people who love unpacking the most. So fingers crossed that good things come of that. All right. So I just have one more question. What was the process of you like publishing? Like, what did you do? What were the steps that you took? Okay, cool. So this is actually great because a, a lot of people have been wondering this. Yeah. And honestly, I was just so annoyed by the whole process that I just didn't want to talk about it once the book was out. I'm like, how about you guys read it first and then we'll talk about this. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I'm, I'm far enough removed from it now and I do have a bit of knowledge around it that I'd be happy to share. So for me, the process was deciding like which route I wanted to go. So you can either go self-publishing or you can go traditional publishing. And I think for me, I did my research, which I encourage everybody to do, um, because some like writing niches are better for, you know, each of them. Um, But creativity was like the most important thing to me. And I needed full range on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes traditional publishers, um, they make certain changes or they want modifications based on the book market and just like marketing and sales and things like that. And Um, I just didn't want that. And also it just takes so long. It can take so long to be picked up by a traditional publisher. Um, And like you guys know, I kind of like put this out there with the anticipation that it wasn't going to take years, you know? Um, And I didn't, I didn't really have, it didn't feel comfortably comfortable for me to be that ambiguous with a timeline or a date. And I just, I don't know, forms, filling out forms and application. I just, I don't have, I didn't have any help. I didn't have anyone to help me do that. I was still working in school, all this stuff. It just, it just wasn't fitting for me. Um, it would have been great because one of the perks of traditional publishing is they pay for everything for the most part. So me coming right out of college, it wasn't like, great, let's spend all this money on a book and everything. But at the same rate, um, self-publishing can be done mostly inexpensive like it can be inexpensive if you play your cards right um, luckily I also have a minor in uh, media studies and marketing so I do have a marketing background which is like you know it's all kind of woven in there together mm-hmm. via its merch or you know just the way that I utilized the Instagram page I knew that that was going to help me kind of build an audience you have to do everything really strategically and so if you don't have some of that knowledge, it is harder to, to do anything, even publish. Um, it's really hard to publish a book with 10 followers on Instagram 
no website and, you know, no, no audience to potentially reach. So um, keeping all those things in mind, I just realized that self-publishing was going to be the fastest thing for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I could do it pretty cheap. Um, I think I made it more expensive because I started making stickers and buttons and I, I don't know, that was fun. That's I like that stuff. But, um, you know, it, it can be done. People self-publish all the time, every day. And so from there, it was quite the process. So you kind of just decide which route you want to go. And then there's just so many tiny little elements that you just never would think of. It's like if you pick your favorite book up, like now I can't even look at books this name. It's crazy. <laughs> like I just see everything. There's so much self-learning um, that you have to do when you go the self-publishing route. And personally, I didn't have anyone to turn to. You know, I think now we can all be like, okay, I want to make a YouTube video. There's at least someone I know who I can say, oh, what camera do you have? Or like, what mics do you use? Or, you know, all that stuff. But when it came to a book, I was looking around and I'm like, I don't really know anyone who, who's done this. Um, so Google was my friend. And I, I know that's like kind of like condescending and people like get annoyed, but it's just true. Like when I didn't know, no one told me anything else, but go to Google myself. So definitely that you need um you need a title you need um a cover and I guess the two things that I've read that I guess I can tell people that are the most important things to spend money on because honestly you can do this entire process for probably zero dollars like honestly wow. um as long yeah as long as you like look you write your book on your computer so that I mean that was that's an expense but that's just assuming everyone has a computer or has access to a local library and a and a hard drive um you could write your book using word or google docs what have you you could literally have a cover that just has text on it <laughs> you never hire a graphic designer um, you publish on Amazon or any of the other self-publishing platforms like Lulu's. You, and that's also, you want to make sure you know which self-publisher you want to use. They have different perks. You put it up there, zero dollars. They don't charge you to self-publish. So that's, that's the route that is, it's cheap. But the two things that I absolutely, no matter what your budget is, I say that you have to spend money on is an editor mm -hmm. and a, a graphic designer, someone to, to do your cover art if you do choose to go that way. Unfortunately, people do judge books by their cover. <laughs> and yeah, so, yeah. you know, I don't think Unpacking would do as well if it didn't have some big, you know, pretty thing. And also it would do terribly if you read through it and there were typos and grammatical issues yeah. and, and things like that. So just making sure that um, you have someone that you've hired to actually go through the entire book um, is really important. You can't trust your friends and family. Mm -hmm. You know, people are going to catch things, but they don't, they don't necessarily know um, those things unless they're trained to. And I, you know, full disclosure, I'm the worst speller on planet earth. I can't spell anything like at all, like basic words. I, <laughs> I just can't. So um, it is a fear of mine for someone to text me and be like, Hey, um, I just saw, and I'd be like, well, it's my editor. Cause honestly, like, like <laughs> I, I have nothing to do with the spelling of this book. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those are, that's that process. It's, you know, it's jumbled it, you know, it wasn't perfect for me either. Um, but if people have questions specifically about the self-publishing process and want to get in contact with me, they absolutely can reach out. Um, I'll do my best to kind of provide some resources for them. 
Um, but I'm kind of like, I'm realizing it about myself. I'm such a like stickler. I want people to learn for themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I love to help, but I just want people to like, I don't know. There, there's some, it's rewarding. It's rewarding at the end of the day to be like, Hey, I figured all of this out and I can hold it in my hands. I don't think it would be as rewarding for me if I was like, Oh, someone did everything for me and they told me how to do it and where to get it. Yeah. Um, but no matter what, I didn't do this alone. Like I had a lot of help. Um, I try to give credit to anyone who has, like my friend literally just um, used Photoshop to put the graphic um, on the cover mm-hmm. and just like sent it back over. And I literally put her in my book because I'm like, no, you helped me. Like no. I didn't have Photoshop. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I'm never going to take credit for those little things because mm-hmm. You know, I I just I just feel like that's major, and I want everyone in my circle to win, and I want everyone around me who's helped me to get that recognition. So if you have a skill, um, I believe you should get credit for it. And so I hope that everyone, any artist, anyone who has a craft, you know, really remembers that. No matter how young you are or how new you are at your, you know, career, just make sure that people are giving you the credit that you deserve. So yeah, if anyone has questions about that, you can tell them to hit me up, and I'll do my best mm-hmm. with them. <laughs> So kind of wrapping up this episode, what is one thing that you'd want to leave the audience with? Uh, Well, I guess I just want everyone to know that if you have a dream, no matter what it is, Mm -hmm. you just have to follow it relentlessly. You just always have to believe that you are deserving of whatever it is that you want. And by dream, I don't necessarily mean a career dream. Um, I was never really a career oriented person. I kind of was always a person who valued family and love and just like the the pretty things about life. Um, and I believe those are dreams too. Like those things aren't necessarily guaranteed for anybody. Um, so I just, I just encourage everybody to follow those things and know that you deserve them and you're worthy of accepting them and experiencing them. Um, if you, if you really are looking to be in love and you want to experience love, just know you deserve that. If you really want to be a CEO, just know you also deserve that. And if you work hard enough, you'll get there. If you really want to be vegan or, you know, lose weight or, you know, wear certain clothes and be yourself and be your most authentic self, know that you deserve, you know, that, that experience and to be that person. And so just always chase that, always chase the truth and, and just be yourself. You're amazing. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. Mic drop. Thanks. Thanks. I, and also I want to leave them with the fact that you two are the most amazing podcasters ever. And I've never done this before. And it is something I would literally do every day because of you too. So <laughs> you guys are amazing. And I'm going to send all my unpacking friends your way because they, they definitely they need this. We all need this. We okay. all need to do this. More episodes. Like, yeah. This was so What? Exciting. You guys are going to be like, Asia, no, maybe next time. Like, oh my gosh, you've already done up. eight. Oh, you've done so too many. Funny. I'm like, do we do a part two? I know. <laughs> We're going to leave What's... the links in the description box down below, of course, to her merch. I mean, her button. I, I have to buy them. my own copy. I stole Aaron's. Yeah. I'm going to buy my own. I'll I'll give you a cute little no. I'll leave it. I'll write it right oh, up to you. you. Sign coffee. <laughs> you can, um, actually, yes. Asiamonet.com. Oh you my can god. Buy yes. Okay. I want to do that. 
Yes. So Everybody leave their reviews on Amazon. Yes. You know, that's how we that's how we climb the charts. It's not the most important yes, No, but like I don't even know you, but I'm just so proud of you for doing this. Oh, thank you. Like this whole process. Uh, is the internet is just crazy because like we literally went to high school, never spoke, and I'm like, and I was telling Meg, I was like, I just like I've always felt like we're friends yeah. because like we're always in like DMs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And commenting on each other's stuff like just like reposting things Mm -hmm. and so like I've always felt like we're friends but this just confirms it yes look you are my friend you are my friend you're both my friends um that's kind of just how I roll it's so funny like when I call people like unpacking friends I'm like for real though like I am I'm myself I pride myself on that like I'm not you know if you meet me on Instagram and you meet me in real life like this, this is what you're gonna get mm-hmm. and so I think from there they obviously deepen and become more intimate but like you guys are friends in my eyes and I'm really thankful for you too and this experience it's been the joy the joy of my day so fun I mean like I'm like never really nervous I mean like this is only our second zoom like interview call ever because like we started, we started the podcast in December and we wanted to have like a lot of guests on and stuff, but mm-hmm. we wanted to like, obviously it's, it's way, it's more fun to do it in person, mm-hmm. obviously, but then with Corona and everything, we really couldn't, yeah. like, we didn't really want that to stop us. And then, so like last week, like for our Black Lives Matter episode, we did it with Ricky over Zoom and then mm-hmm. that was so fun. And I was like, we should do Love this. Ricky. Oh, me. Love Ricky. Bye, Love bye, Ricky. <laughs> No, I know. You have to, like, when this is over, you have to, like, come over and stuff. And yeah. Hang out. Yes. Um, with Ricardo. Yeah. <laughs> Ricardo. He's oh. so I would love that. I think, I think that'd be a great idea. And we can just, we can do as many of these as you want. We can, like, hone in on certain topics, whatever you want. I'm happy yeah, that'd to. That would be cool to do, like, unpacking your shit. Like, yeah, like, I'll do it with you guys. And then I probably will, you know, I'll be able to, like, regulate that. I can be like, all right, this time, this day, this is what we're doing. Also, that it's not cool. just, like, all on you either. Exactly. That would be like, cool to do, like, a crossover and be like, oh, yeah, we're going to do, like, an, an yeah, episode. Yeah, that would be, oh, my God. And then you can yeah. do unpacking. That'd be so cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, we'll wow. see. Like, whatever people want, we will do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to click all of the links in the description box down below. Check out all of Asia's stuff. And we really hope you guys love this episode. If you do anything, you just have to buy her book. Mm -hmm. That read, I literally did it in two hours. I cried like four times. We cried on the podcast. It's so so, like cathartic though. And you just, just please read it. Please follow her Instagram. Super aesthetically pleasing. Like, like, she literally brought the book, like, over, like, because she had already read it, and then she gave it to me, and I was like, this is, like, slick. This is, I was like, this is, like, this is like, a, like, a little, like, a pretty sexy book. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Stop. So cute. I love Thank it. Thank you. It reminded I'm me very- of the movie Coward book, kind yeah. of, like, with the, no, I know, but, like, you obviously have, like, different styles, but, like, just the illustrations and, like, the aesthetic of it, I was like, Thank you. I mean, those, those are definitely like great compliments and just such inspiration, you know, just always looking at what's contemporary, what people love, um, and just trying to make sure that, you know, I have a a product similar. Mm -hmm. I wanted this to be like a prized possession in someone's house, like something people would be happy to take a picture of, you know, table book or something. Exactly. Always just like go for it and grab it. I will be doing that. Yeah. There will be multiple (laughs) copies in this house. Yeah. Oh. You guys are the best. It was so nice to meet you. It was great to meet you, too.
<laughs> two. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for listening, and we love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. Bye. <laughs> love you, mean it. Bye. <laughs>